I thought you were dead. Sun out of your eyes and be yourself. Heard you were dead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back then. It was worse than dead. He must be dead. Is this a dead man, Duck? Oh, God! Oh, Jesus Christ! Someone had a vendetta against me. But pretty much every time I watch an Eastern film, I do want to make ramen. And I do it quite often. Mm, yeah. Um, because it tastes good. It does. And I'm very picky. A lot of Korean horror films, very good. A lot of Japanese films, but they, they all just make me want to slurp, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and I mean, those up. Italians, those Italians make noodles, but they just stole it from those boys over there. Not once have I watched a Fellini movie and gone, I need a spaghetti. I was never like, I don't care about this guy's bicycle. I don't care that it got stolen. He's stealing someone else's bike. But I get what's happening here. I'll watch a Scorsese movie and want cold cuts. I'll yeah. watch a Scorsese movie and want to shoot myself halfway through because <laughs> it's way too long. <laughs> Uh, I do. You said, uh, what did you say? Fellini movie? Yeah, I like Fellini. Well, then I re- referenced uh, Bicycle Thief, which is well, not Fellini. Well, I'm just but, saying, that just makes me want fettuccine. Like Olive Garden, like fettuccine mm. Alfredo, like real traditional, like Nona made it. Dude, I watched this new Dario Argento movie, Dark Glasses. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It's like a Tim and Eric film. <laughs> it's oh. so fucking bad. <laughs> And it's really yeah. funny because he's stuck in the past in his own way. Like yeah. one of the main characters in it is an orphaned Chinese boy, and they just keep calling him Chinese boy. <laughs> <laughs> you you were talking about Chinese this this week. Boy. I was like, yeah, you were talking about this this week, and I was like, I didn't even know he was alive. <laughs> I thought he had been dead a long time. And I like Deep Red. I like Tenebrae. I like Inferno, Suspiria, like the older stuff. But if you keep going through like once you hit phenomena it just gets bad and then it gets worse and worse and i watched another one trauma not very good not good at all in fact um opera was no good i don't know why people are like oh opera classic argento it's like he was past his prime by 82 Mm. did trauma have indian boy in it we can only hope. I actually don't remember that one that well. I just know I had to turn it off at some point. <laughs> That's all you remember. Yeah. And I love his other films. I really do. But fuck. Not those. Not those. Dark glasses. Don't watch it. Unless you want to laugh, then watch it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Welcome to Roast Mortem. I'm taking over, Tom. Stealing it. Sure. Uh, you, uh, welcome to Roast Mortem. They belong here. I'm Travis. <laughs> I'm Tom. I'm Connor. Uh, no Mike tonight. We like him, but uh, he just decided not to show. Respect. Lots of respect to the boy. <sighs> what does it feel like, Travis? Feel like to do what? Take over the show like that. Uh, dude, so much responsibility. I'm so happy to take on this honor um, for my country. Doing your duty. Well, you know yeah. why I usually start the show, right? Why? Because when we first started the show, and you and we're like afraid to start the show. 
Oh, it wasn't even so much I was afraid. I was just like, I don't even know when you're rolling. Tom. No, you, you were just, afraid. You're a quick draw. You were a quick you were, draw roller. You were in my basement. We were rolling for 10 minutes, and you were just like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I don't know what to say. All right, maybe. And I don't know what to say either. It's been changing for years now. Yeah. But now we uh, that was one of the better intros. Yeah, yeah now, now, it's now they we belong all belong here. here. Now they belong here. They belong yeah. here. <laughs> Not you, the listener. The others. <laughs> Somebody. Beat it. <laughs> Tom, how was your week? Um, not bad. Going to the gym a lot. Different time of day. Getting the early shift for the gym, you know. Were you going seeing in the, the morning? Yeah, seeing the unemployed at the gym. <laughs> it's a good time. Yeah, new cast of characters. Yeah, That's uh, good. absolutely. Not as many chicks, which is good. Not that, no distractions. That's good. No distractions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hate being distracted. It can be a motivator, though. If you're on the treadmill and you've got some butt in front of you, you're like running towards it. Not when you're a nice married man like myself. Yeah. You're just like... <laughs> that's what I'm like. Yeah, no, but that's the distraction. You're too busy guffawing. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. You can't focus on your workout. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um... What I did something else. I don't know. I just feel like shit recently. But uh, besides that, uh, you wore some nice cowboy boots. Oh, I did. Yeah, yeah. Mother-in-law's birthday party. Um, it was Western themed. Now she's from Brazil. She <laughs> Western Brazil. Now just Western, like Robert Mitchum, Burt Lancaster. <laughs> like that. I saw a few John Wayne movies playing in the yeah, background. I just had him on the background for. <laughs> For Edna, so shout out to her. Yeah. Uh, where, am I, where are my boots? Uh, saw you there. Connor, how was your week so far? It was good. Uh, like you, I enjoyed the, the Western party. I also went to a concert for the first time since the pandemic. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, a band that I didn't know. Went with uh, some friends, my wife and some friends. Um, it was a nice venue, though. Uh... It's called, it's Warsaw in yeah, Brooklyn. Yeah, Warsaw. Oh, they serve yeah. pierogies. It's amazing. And then I was drinking, um, I asked the bartender four different times how to pronounce it, and I still don't remember. Jivietz. Jivietz. Oh, yeah. It was delicious. <laughs> it's a good one. Yeah. It was, goes it was well a with fun the pierogi. Time. Yeah. It was good. I like that venue. Um, you mentioned to me, you reminded me that they're all, all cash bar. All cash. Um, they're not like a little 200 person venue. They're easily, you could easily squeeze 1,600, 1,800 oh, people yeah. in there. Yeah. And they're operating all cash. So I say, God bless them. Good for them. Yeah, that's a lot of cash in one place. I'm just saying, maybe if I was in Grand Theft Auto, Poland, I'd get it. And yeah. then I'd be like, these are mine. <laughs> Grand Theft Auto, Poland. Grand Theft Auto, Poland. <laughs> well, the, the weather modules would be much easier. Yeah. Just raining and just gray. Just rain, yeah. flat ground. Yep. <laughs> yep. Everyone's driving a lot of... <laughs> yeah, it's easy. Yeah. Yeah, they actually, Rockstar tricked you. It's not going to be in Florida. It's in Poland this, time, this year. <laughs> Travis, how was your week? Uh, my week was all right. Um. I'm just getting ready to come back to New York. I'll be doing some more working on the house. Um, nice. I just had a very spicy ramen boy. My mouth is on fire. Uh, what it's else? The best kind. Do? Yeah, that's why I'm. I'm. I got the. I'm talking more. I'm just, just had Chinese noodles, and I'm just speaking so much. I can't right, keep you my need mouth. the air to like cruise over your tongue and lips yeah. to yeah. kind of cool it down. 
Um, what else have I been doing? Not not much. Not much. Just been working. I did another coloring thing for our Patreon. Go check that out. <laughs> nice. I saw that with markers. Very intense blue there. Yeah, I hope I got the right colors. I made sure I don't know which ones they are. <laughs> I didn't watch the whole thing. <laughs> I mean, I don't think anyone should watch the whole thing. No, skim through. Find yeah. find yeah. the tidbits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's been my week. Exciting. Nice. Um, shall we go back to England? We shall. Yeah. One I, last I think, ride. I think before we jump back into the Queen, we should talk about England's week. Because they've just gone through prime minister after prime minister. <laughs> yeah, I wonder who goes next. Like, eventually they're going to get to an American at this rate, right? Ooh. Um, we can only hope so. Yeah. I mean, this so- guy basically has so much money, he might as well be white. And they've been touting him. He, you know, that this fellow, I've, I don't know how to say his name. I don't want to be disrespectful. Rishi Sunak? Yeah. He's got more money than King Charles. Yeah. Oh, Jesus yeah, he's not he's not a very uh person-friendly person if you know what I mean. No. Uh no, but no, I'm no. very happy because you get more people like this and Bitcoin come on, you know? <laughs> It'll it start back up again. Yeah. People start realizing, "Oh, we're about to get fucked in our asses." <laughs> yeah, so congrats on your Rishi Sunaks. Yeah. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, so this will be our last dip into England until we do Keith Richards, correct? <laughs> Are we doing Keith soon? Soon. <laughs> soon. He's coming. He's a coming. It'll be our last dip into the monarchy. Uh, probably not our last dip into England, because I think we've got a few in the pipeline. That'll be England. Right, right. But let's talk about why King Charles is king. Let's yeah. talk about his dear mummy, as he would say. Oh, man. Mama! Almost forgot about her. Yeah. So we left off in the wake of everyone's favorite royalty dying, Princess Diana. And all of the hullabaloo that surrounded it. Uh, and following Diana's death, there were lots more calls for the monarchy to change, especially to modernize and adapt to this new world, this new modern world it found itself in. Um, now, despite the tragedy and all the criticism surrounding her, uh, Elizabeth did have something to celebrate not long after Diana's death. Prince Edward, the only unmarried of her four children, finally wed to Sophie Rhys Jones. Um, unlike his siblings, Edward and Sophie had been dating for years before their engagement, and also unlike his siblings, they are still married today. So good for you, Prince Edward. Wow. One out of four for Elizabeth's kids not getting divorced. And getting into tradition. Staying traditional. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I always love I always love Reese's Pieces. I think they're a good American snack for all the children out there and British snack as well. You know, we can <laughs> we can depart some knowledge on them, Reese's Pieces. Yeah, Reese P.C.'s Jones. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was a much smaller ceremony, both because that's what Edward and Sophie were uh, wanted, that's what they were requesting, and also because after Diana's death, there was kind of, you know, let's tamp down on the whole celebrations thing. Hmm. There was also another big cause for concern just after Diana's death. In 1999, Australians were set to vote on a referendum of whether they would keep the monarchy or if they would turn into a republic with an elected president as the head of state. Uh, now, the queen, always having to stay above politics, couldn't really take a position on this. She just had to watch it all play out. There was uh, lots of speculation that they were going to vote for the republic to become a republic. Uh, most polling showed that it was in the lead, and most media companies in Australia, um, they endorsed taking the Republic stance. However, by a 55-45 margin, 
Australia voted to keep their queen. So you're saying she did a uh, a six percent tunnel accident uh, <laughs> kind of operation in in certain areas? Yeah, just like of Queensland, cut out a few people in the tunnels. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> just just sh- just momentum shut with a bunch of voters. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. There's exactly. Some, there's some heavy traffic near Sydney. <laughs> well, we better. Uh, Tell the queen about it. Yeah. And uh, I wouldn't want to cut off our... I wouldn't want to forget her number. <laughs> Send some well, paparazzi after stay all here. these people. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just saying she probably didn't have time to weigh in on the election anyway because she was probably listening to the Willennium using her hip clip. Oh, damn. <laughs> That's a deep cut. Yeah. Or is that a deep cut for you, Connor? I don't even really understand Okay, it. it's deep then. Yeah. <laughs> it's deep. A hip, it's clip. deep. <laughs> a hip clip was a useless media format. That only played clips of the songs. And I think they sold them exclusively at Kmart for a while. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I think they're the going to come back because uh, the cassette has come back, even though that's a terrible form of media. And it is bad. Clips are coming back. Good. It's stupid. Yeah. It's like if Legos could play a song for you. But only they, part of it. Yeah, only part. <laughs> no, Legos are only good for chewing and stepping on. Come on. <laughs> So these good feelings continued into the new millennium. Uh, on August 4th, 2000, the Queen Mother, Elizabeth's mom, and also named Elizabeth, celebrated her 100th birthday at Buckingham Palace. Good for her. Yeah. Um, there are also more signs of what the press was now calling the Diana effect, basically a softening of all of the rigid traditions that had surrounded the monarchy. One of these occurred just after 9-11, um, the Union Jack, which was now being flown at Buckingham Palace after all the outroar at Diana not getting the flag flown at half-staff, now they decide, all right, we'll fly the Union Jack when the Queen's not in. When the Queen is there, we'll fly her royal standard. And after 9-11, she asked that the Union Jack be lowered to half-staff. And they also played the American National Anthem during the changing of the guard ceremony, something that had never been, well, obviously never been done before, but usually it was always just like, God save the queen. Now she's like, as a nod to our American allies, let's play American National Anthem. I, I don't think we needed that. I, I remember 9-11. I didn't, I don't know. It didn't comfort that. you? Not one bit. <laughs> I was just uh, hacking up some mesothelioma. Uh, getting the dust out of my getting, eye. Yeah. I'm I need to hear the song, my country song. I'm just, th- I'm just saying. I think somewhere in D.C., wherever Washington was buried, right above his grave, you could just see like a tiny lump of soil pop up right around where his dick would be. Oh right. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, yeah that would mean <sighs> something back when he died. Yeah. <laughs> when he died, uh, 1790s, something like yeah, that. 1790s. Oh. Um, however, the Queen would suffer some personal loss during this time. Her longtime secretary, uh, Martin Scherteris, passed away in 2001. Also in 2001, uh, everyone's favorite royal, Princess Margaret, suffered a series of strokes. She was left partially paralyzed and blind uh, as a result of it. Uh, the Queen Mother, who had just celebrated her 101st birthday this year, was also not doing much better. She had just had both hips replaced and was getting frailer by the day. Uh, uh, why would you get your hips replaced at 101? Just I, I think it was like she got. <laughs> I think yeah. it was like she got one replaced at 98, 
and then another replaced when she was 100. Dude, you don't need your hips when you reach nine in your 90s. You don't just don't yeah. need them. I would say late 90s. I, I would give yeah. it to someone in their early 90s. You're 91, yeah. 92, and you want to get. If go you're for still it, moving, go for it. Go yeah. for it. Yeah, yeah. If you hit 98 and you have to replace. No, you just sit now. You yeah. Okay, sit down. <laughs> we have rascal scooters, and they're like monarchy, so they can just have like British Cockney uh, orphan boys carry them around. Yeah, exactly. She's what? What? What has she got away? A hundred and well, how would you do that in stone? Six stone, soaking wet. Yeah, yeah. The queen mother. She's probably like four eleven at this point. Yeah, so she's a tiny little beanbag lady. Yeah. yeah, just just dart her around. She. It's funny. Like I was looking up pictures of her because I, you know, never really understood who she was, and she just looks exactly like Elizabeth has the last few years, mm. only shorter and rounder. Awesome. Yeah. Is that the conspiracy that she never died? She never. <laughs> she just ate her child. Yeah, sucked her skin Lived off. To be one hundred and twenty. Yeah. Um, let's see. So then, two thousand and two came. This was supposed to be a huge year of celebration because it was Elizabeth's golden jubilee. We're going to be talking a lot about jubilees this episode. Ooh. Uh, the golden jubilee is for celebrating fifty years on the throne. However, it was tinged by sadness early in the year as Margaret suffered another stroke. And passed away on February 9th, 2002. Um, not much later, the Queen Mother herself passed away on March 30th. So now Elizabeth was without her, the two most important women in her life, her younger sister and her mother. She was all alone in that generation now. We know who the mother was playing favorites to now. Oh, yeah. Margaret? Well, Margaret, yeah. She's like, that's the cool one. So I want to leave. And this bitch is cool so sick, she's dead. stroking out. Yeah. yeah. And now I got to follow her in. Yeah, Margaret definitely died young because of how much she partied. Like, it was constantly mentioned, like, the uh, the drinking and the partying definitely took its toll on her. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, how old was she? Because she's rad. Like, yeah. 70-something at this point? That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. If you can live a life of, a gin-soaked life, <laughs> a gin, for lack a of a gin-soaked term. life of debauchery. Yeah, yeah exactly. Good and for you. you. Can, uh, with an endless budget, <laughs> cruising around, wearing different shades every day. Yeah, I'm just saying- oh. I'm just saying the American anthem being played at 9-11 was, you know, very nice. But when she died, an eagle flew over and was like, yeah. yeah. And then, like, two <laughs> explosions went off. Yeah, crushing a four loco. Yeah. <laughs> flipped in the coffin. Um, so, let's see. Sorry. One second. What's oh. next? Um, so... To celebrate the Golden Jubilee, all the celebrations would still go on despite these two deaths. Um, Elizabeth toured her country. She had lots of festivals and celebrations. Uh, One of the highlights was, unlike her Silver Jubilee of 1978, this time Elizabeth did not need 30,000 soldiers to help her go to Northern Ireland. Thanks to the Good Friday Agreement of 1998, um, she was able to freely travel around the country and see everybody and wave and... They all ate it up, I guess. With, like, only 30 immediate guards, bodyguards. Yeah, and only, like, a 1,000 soldiers rather yeah, than yeah, 30,000 yeah. soldiers. Yeah, and, and how many how many thousands of pounds in military intelligence to yeah, make sure all, that no <laughs> one's been buying guns in a certain area? Yeah, exactly. Right, that was one of the last things Margaret did, was she met a guy named Colm at a TGI Fridays, and they're like, hey, maybe, we, maybe I said the wrong words before when I called you pigs. <laughs> yeah, whoops, my bad. Um, so the Golden Jubilee, despite being such a big anniversary, um, coming after the deaths of Diana and Margaret and the Queen Mother, it was a slightly more subdued affair than you'd expect. 
An embarrassing moment came for the Queen in 2003 when the Mirror published the results of a two-month-long undercover operation they had undertaken. They had successfully installed one of their reporters as a butler in the royal household in Buckingham Palace. Nice. Who was surreptitiously taking photos the whole time, um, reporting on like int- intimate life details of the royal family, and none of it was like earth-shattering. Like there was nothing like, oh, like Philip loves dropping hard R's around every corner <laughs> or anything like that. We- it was stuff like this is the type of. Marmalade, the queen likes on her toast. Ooh, <laughs> people, the public can't know that. Yeah. And oh, wait, the mirror was Murdoch's or the or Murdoch on the sun? He owned the sun. Um, but the editor in charge of this entire affair with the mirror, Piers Morgan. Oh, oh that prick. <laughs> yeah, that asshole. That guy's not funny at all. No, he sucks. Yeah, he's dumb as hell. Yeah. Uh, he also timed the release of this, um, all of this news with the official state visit of George W. Bush, and this was also all during the run-up to the Iraq War. So, I guess Piers was just kind of... I don't know if he was... What do you think? Do you think he was distracting the public from the lies that the governments were spreading in order to invade Iraq? Or what? Well, it kind of sprung that on me. I have to sit on that for a bit, because, you know, I don't like I, I don't like to just rattle off crazy conspiracies all the time. Right. All the time. <laughs> Sometimes I do, but... Um, I don't know. Yeah, I guess I guess that could maybe, be a good motive maybe. for someone we'll, like we'll Piers Morgan. Tinfoil hat on that. Yeah. Do you say it, do you say Piers or Pierce? Piers. Yeah. Right. It's actually it no, no. It's it's Peens Morgan. Peens Morgan. Oh, yeah. right, right. Yeah. Weird name. Um, <laughs> so, so one of the little factoids about the Queen that got exposed, quote unquote, during this time was she always started her day by reading all the newspapers, all the major newspapers. But the first one she would always read is Racing Post. I haven't mentioned this at all because I haven't found a way to work it in until now, I guess. The Queen owned tons of racehorses, and it was like her one true passion was racehorsing. Oh, shit. Horse racing, yeah. She loved it. So all every day, she started the day by reading the Racing Post. You know, it's funny. Uh, my mom, I told her we were doing Queen Elizabeth II, and she was just like, oh, you know, you know, she she didn't really want anything to do with it. She just wanted to... She she was she wanted to be the equestrian, race horses, and do that shit. I'm just like, if any Italian guap like told you they raced horses and lived in our neighborhood, you'd be like, that's disgusting. That's animal <laughs> cruelty. Okay. She did say, yeah, as a, before, I think it was either right after she became queen or right before she was like, I just wish I was a country lady that could raise horses and dogs. Yeah. Have you yeah. met the other people who race horses and dogs? Yeah. They're psychotic. It's like, all right, so you just want to be filthy, stinking rich and have no responsibility. Good you want to get diabetes in your hands only. And yeah. Just point at people yeah. like, like, like you own them. Yeah. So I, I haven't, I just got a new phone. I haven't set up the notifications yet, but I got a breaking news notification today that King Charles had sold 14 of Elizabeth's horses. Oh, wait, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, so he's he's uh, already taken up his mantle of a limited monarchy. That yeah. was always what he was hoping to like do when he became king was like shrink everything down. I, see, I guess it starts with selling the racehorses. Yeah. The minimalist king. Yeah, the minimalist king. Uh, uh, other that's things... the Swedish king. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing was about, I mentioned the toast. She always only liked a very thin layer of marmalade, but in the newspaper they also mentioned that most of her toast she ends up just feeding to the pack of corgis that are underneath the table. Okay. Um, and her three favorite TV shows at the time were 
the bill, which is uh, think like the British version of NYPD Blue, uh, EastEnders, which is a soap opera, and Kirstie's home videos. What an honor to be Kirstie, right? Or a cast member of the bill, yeah. and like find yeah. out later. Oh, the Queen is watching me. The Queen loves the show. Yeah, especially uh, these very English people who are yeah. still into it, brainwashed. Mm-hmm. <gasps> I was waiting for you to say twenty-four. That would have been my favorite. Oh, that would have been sick. Yeah, it's huge in the Jack Bauer. She's like, or what's she, going she, to happen next? Is he going to catch the Al Qaeda in the next hour? <laughs> or something insane like Oz? Like she just loves Oz. <laughs> I love watching the prison rape. It really gets me going. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Hardcore pornography. That's what she watches in her free time. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Very weird. Big fan of uh, Doctor Jonathan Sins. Yes. Um. Night. Jonathan. Now I mentioned yes. that this all this coincided with the state visit of George W. Um, now Bush and the Queen had f- met already when she had visited H. W. in Washington uh, in the early nineties. Uh, they had shared a famous quip because he was wearing his. Uh, um, cowboy boots and she had made a comment about him and bush had always like liked it because he was like oh i was just you know a rogue young son meanwhile he's like a 48 year old billionaire that yeah. owns a baseball team yeah, and he's blowing, like oh, and she's like my mother like winking at me yeah blowing <laughs> kilos every day <laughs> yeah. uh but this was his first visit as a president and also i mentioned it's official state visit all of the other visits that like Reagan and all uh, JFK and all the other presidents had done were unofficial state visits or they were like official meetings with parliament, but not with the queen. I, I don't know. This is the first official state visit since Woodrow Wilson. It's kind of the like the difference of did they put it on the calculator, uh, the calendar calculator? Did they, <laughs> did they type it up? Yeah, that's kind of what it is. Wow, math joke. It's uh, almost but... like it's like oh, it's not champagne unless it's from the Champagne region of France. Right, it's right. Like it's not an official state visit unless you drink this the tea with this China, that type of shit. That's cool. Yeah, dude, I have so many different types of state visits at my house because I have so many different mugs. For different occasions, <laughs> got mugs with cats on them, and I've got mugs with uh, Nikola Tesla on it. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so during Bush's visit, there were close to a million people on the streets of London protesting the Iraq War and Britain's involvement. Uh, but the visit still went well um, because, at the time, the most pressing pressing issue in Parliament was not the Iraq War. It was the 700 hours spent debating Tony Blair's proposal to ban fox hunting. Ah. 700 hours while the Iraq war is about to kick off. 700 hours? Yeah. (laughs) Debating fox hunting. Who cares? Well, the royal family cared because they expressed their views privately to Mr. Blair that they were no fans of this measure. But, but the bill still passed. I feel like we talked about this on one of the other episodes. Like, you're hunting, like, little tiny cat dogs. Like, it's not scary to, you know, we need to go back to when the kings and queens used to, like, go boar hunting. That's cool. They should have just replaced the foxes with boars. With boars, yeah. Hunt something that can fight back. Yeah. That would be good. But also, why do you care? They're pests. They're like raccoons. Well, yeah, that's what they said, that they're like, well, we need to hunt them because they are pests. Well, uh, what I'm saying it's like, is... like, all right, 
being so <laughs> being so engaged on that level seems like a tremendous waste of time. Yeah. Like I don't know. You know, it's the kind of thing you just feel out of room. You want to ban this or not? And like just based on the browse, go, okay, I'll come back next year. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Either way, it passed, um, but it still goes on today because like there's tons of loopholes to get around it. So it didn't really go into effect and didn't really do much of anything. Mm. Uh, so we're skimming a little ahead because, again, she's an old lady at this point. So she's just kind of hanging out. Um, right. And the world's, the, the world's defending freedom right now. So, yeah. The, while, so mm. while the world is defending freedom, uh, on April 9th, 2005, the Prince of Wales, the, Prince, the current King Charles, Married the long love of his life, Camilla Parker Bowles. Oh. Uh, Camilla had finally divorced her cuckolded husband in 1995 Good. and had slowly but surely been allowed to attend royal events following Diana's death. Uh, her first public appearance with the family had been during the Golden Jubilee celebrations in 2002. Um, now, they're supposed to be wed on April 8th. However, the Pope died and had his funeral on April 8th, so they're like, we shouldn't have a royal wedding on the day of the Pope's funeral. Let's push it back a day. Selfish. Yeah. Selfish yeah. of that Pope. Yeah, real selfish John Paul II. Driving lovers apart. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, and I think I also remember, doesn't doesn't her ex-husband like still chill around them? Like, wasn't he out? Like, yeah, he, he just... still like hangs out. Um, yeah. He's like part of like the uh royal guards or something like that so like he still takes like official roles in certain events oh it's a weird thing well, he's like he's like a mr smithers with no no jokes yeah <laughs> yeah just yeah. like uh, yeah yes. just kind of hanging around <laughs> yes i'll do whatever you need i'm doing this a little that was a little burnsy yeah but that was a bad impression no we get you it. people get the point you have imaginations that's why you listen to the show right yeah put it put it in a smithers filter okay yeah, yeah. think about that <laughs> Uh, it was a very subdued ceremony, especially when compared to Charles's wedding to Diana. Um, it was held at the Windsor Guildhall rather than any of the Church of England churches. And not in attendance for the ceremony was the Queen herself. As the head of the Church of England, it was decided that she it would not look great for her to preside over the ceremony of two admitted adulterous divorcees. Good point. Not just... Not just... <laughs> Adult, adulterous uh, divorcees. One wants to be her tampon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was actually the main thing. If he didn't say, "I want to be your tampon," it would have been like, "Oh, it's cool. He, she can preside over it." Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. Just but like, she, look, it's love. Yeah, but if you pre if you profess a desire to turn into a tampon, yeah, this guy's trying to wrap rubber bands around his <laughs> cock until it explodes on her face. Yeah, she just said uh, she called him up. We like, have it on tape. We have it on tape. She called. Yep. She called up her son. She's like, "Why couldn't you have said dildo? Come on, <laughs> yeah, just, just say dildo, or just say shrink down and live inside her pants." Yeah, yeah. Choose yeah. another taxid item. <laughs> yeah, he's just a weirdo. <laughs> Do it American style with the cord on the cob. <laughs> uh, now, to many, the ceremony had kind of ended the years of turbulence that had gone on from. The, all the shit that went down in 1992 and then Diana's death and the rehabilitation of the monarchy. So this is kind of like a new soft launch for what the monarchy will be in the modern world. Um, it was quickly followed by another bit of triumph when London was selected as the host of the 2012 Summer Olympics. 
This was helped in no small part by the Queen having the IOC selection committee come over to Buckingham Palace and give them, you know, pull out all the bells and whistles to show off all her wealth and all the cool did, shit that London had. Did you just say the ICP committee? IOC. Oh, okay. <laughs> just checking. No, the um, the gathering of the Juggalos was going to happen the next year. Right, and we learned London. last episode yeah. that she goes to that every year, dressed up yeah. as a clown lady. Yeah, she loves Fago. Yeah. Can you whoop whoop in a uh, British accent? <laughs> whoop I- whoop. <laughs> <laughs> Very hard peas. Yeah. <laughs> whoop whoop. Um. Now it was. Everyone, uh, Princess Anne had been a big part of it as she herself had competed in the Olympics in the 1970s, I think, in the equestrian. So this for her, she was like one of the heads of the uh, London committee. Um, It was also a double celebration because 2012 would be Elizabeth's Diamond Jubilee if she could live that long. Spoiler alert, she does. Diamonds. Yeah. They are forever. (laughs) That's when she became immortal. That's when they cloned her. She lives in the old bomb shelters from World War II underneath London. She's yeah, never going to die. Made her into a, they dehydrated her into a seed and put her in that place in Finland. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, just in case there's like a nuclear war, what you're going to need is uh, to restart the agrarian lifestyle so we could survive as a nation. We're going to need someone to overlook us. So we just take this old queen out and you throw some air into her, a little bit of water, you'll have someone to rule over you, no problem. Yeah, you have a new queen in days. <laughs> Uh, people around Elizabeth had also noticed a change within her at the, around this time. They mostly tracked it to the death of, uh, since the death of her mother. She seemed to be enjoying her role much more, was way more casual with the people she was meeting, smiling a lot more, and seemed happier to take on her duties. One friend had commented that she seemed like she no longer felt torn between being dutiful to her mother and sister and was now free to basically be the grandma to an entire nation so you know, grandparents always talk about like it's better to be a grandparent than a parent because you sure. just don't have the responsibilities seems like elizabeth kind of took on that role around this time in 2005 she's like fuck it i can be everyone's grandma that's great i, I mean I, I feel like she kind of did that internationally too with like how she was just like giving up all the territory she just became like India's grandma and, yeah. you know, uh, Canada's like, uh, grandma. One of her secretaries had said in the 60s or 70s, like, she's going to be a great old woman or something like that. <laughs> and then, like, he lived to see her be, you know, around this time. It was like, see, I told you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, she's great we, at this. We were looking at all the pictures of her young. She just looked old. There are some people who are born yeah. older. Yeah. Um, she. It's like she looks... Like, you know, a normal up until like when she hits 30, like up until 30, she's like, oh, yeah, you're young in your 20s or whatever. And then 30, it's like, you should just be 60 already. Yeah. Just skip. The, de, just cover <laughs> yourself in dust. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You should just dye your hair gray. Yeah. <laughs> Here's some Werther's original. Just get there. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Start eating hard candy until your teeth represent old. <laughs> <laughs> like tiny nubs of corn. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, in 2007, a new prime minister comes into the role. Tony Blair resigned, partly because of the Iraq war and all that shit. I think he was doing a great job. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he was doing a great job. Next boy up, he's a pig fucker. <laughs> yeah, uh, Gordon Brown. Oh, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was, what's his name? James Cameron? Cameron. No, no. One, James Cameron. Not, not up to James yet. 
We have a guy named Gordon Brown on our hands, okay? He's a guy whose family probably made sauces for a living. He sounds like that. We're yeah. from the Brown family. That's, yeah, he's a, he's a guy. That's true. He's a guy. I feel like he's probably a fourth or fifth in his, like, Gordon Brown the fifth or sixth, maybe. Perhaps maybe. the seventh. Yeah. He kind of looks like a hobbit, Gordon Brown. Good. Oh. Yeah. I'm thinking his family motto is, like, bring the giblets. <laughs> <laughs> Won't you bring the giblets? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, uh, Blair had been prime minister for over 10 years, the longest serving labor prime minister ever. Um, and it was just kind of seen like, all right, after Iraq and uh, some other blunders, it's just, it's time for you to go. So he steps aside to pave the way for Gordon Brown. Also new on the scene, just after Gordon Brown takes over is one Barack Obama, who got to meet with Elizabeth after a G20 summit in 2009. Apparently, when she was introduced to Michelle, the f- one of the first things the queen said was, you're so tall. Are you saying, like, man-like? Is that what she was saying? <laughs> Is it what she was saying? We'll never know, because she's dead. You're quite tall. Uh, you're- like the size of a man. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. I thought she was going to do something, like, chronologically racist and be like, can I dance with you? <laughs> Just like I danced with that man and pissed off South Africa? <laughs> Uh, it would be the first of many visits between the Obamas and the Windsors. Apparently, they got along better than most other uh, president-queen relationships. I wonder why. I don't know. Aren't they related? I feel like they're just easier to get along with than other presidents we've had. Uh, what? Easier than Bush? I mean... Bush is a party boy. He show up because... Yeah, but Laura seems uptight. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, she'd probably stay home anyway. Right, right, right. But then, like, H.W., real boring. Yeah, he was... he was. Um, Nancy Reagan, unless you're getting a beige, probably not very fun. So maybe, like, uh, you know, Philip and Charles liked hanging out with her, but... Yeah. yeah. All right, yeah. And then the Kennedys are kind of, like, stealing their limelight a little bit, so... And they're also Irish. And they're Irish, yeah. 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 Was... So, all right, okay, I see. <laughs> they were I... pigs. Okay. She was a big this fan of- This makes sense. Uh, what, was, what was Nixon's wife again? I forgot her name. N- so did Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. old, old Dumpy is what we call her. Old Dumpy. Old, 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 old Dumpy. Dumpy. <laughs> it's like, I'm the first lady. I don't give a shit, old Dumpy. <laughs> Go eat me a pecan of soup. Yeah. And uh, rip me open a Jello pack. Bring me a cigarette. Another case of Randy. Could you imagine, like, just a tape that's like an hour? Like, forget Watergate. I want to hear Nixon just shitting on his wife for an hour. It's <laughs> just complaining, just calling her fat, and like, yeah, but but <laughs> just being really mean spirit. Yeah, <laughs> part of his uh, part of his kink since he was a Quaker is he dressed up like the oatmeal man and did that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give me my white wig. I don't want to. Every time you put it on, you start making fun of me. <laughs> don't make me get it myself. <laughs> Or it'll be the red wig. <laughs> um, so, Travis, you weren't far off because in 2010, she meets David Cameron, who has just become the youngest prime minister since 1812 at just 43 years old. Pig fucker. He was, yeah, <laughs> he was three years younger than Prince Edward, Elizabeth's youngest son. And this was not actually the first time she had seen David Cameron. The first time she had seen him was when he was performing in the school play Toad of Toad Hall at age eight at the same school that Edward attended. Great. Aww. Yeah. 
second uh, time was in the stable, right? Or the farmhouse. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing to that pig? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why do you keep your pigs so close to your favorite horses? <laughs> I'm a linguist guy. Yeah, I look at me. <laughs> hey, it's me, David Cameron. Yeah. Why do you keep your horses, Dave? <laughs> I'm trying to have. I'm trying to lay down in this bed next to this pig here, and I ain't talking about your wife. Uh, now, around this time, the press had turned their focus on uh, to away from Elizabeth and on and Charles, for that matter, and more onto Britain's current special representative for trade and investment, Prince Andrew. Nice. Now, Andrew was known for hanging out with some unsavory characters. He was a close friend of Muammar Gaddafi, mm. the dictator of Lib- Libya, right? Libya? Yeah, with his, yeah, with well, his all... We used to also be friends with him. <laughs> so, that's true. <laughs> yeah, and, and he had his all-chick uh, bodyguards or whatever, right? That was what he was famous for. Amongst, Amongst many other, other things. things. Yeah. <laughs> a guy who has a rockin' all- six shades being number yeah. one. <laughs> he did have a good look, but anyone who has an all girl bodyguard, you just ask him for it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he had also chummed it up with the Assad regime, uh, the dictators of Kazakhstan as well. Apparently, he sold his house, at, uh, like a private home that he owned, to the Kazakhstani government for like $4 million over the asking price. Mm. Just he's just a good businessman. Yeah, and he was Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, and he yeah. was like very nice. <laughs> but really, what everyone was really paying attention to was that his one of his best best buddies had just served jail time for pedophilia in 2009. None other than one Jeffrey Epstein. The two had been introduced by their mutual friend Ghislaine Maxwell. Oh, Gislaine, I believe. Gislaine. Gislaine. Yeah, yeah. So Old Jizzy Lanes had introduced Randy Andy to Jeffrey Epstein, and the two got along very well. Was this at yeah. Trump Tower? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were definitely going to his private island on the plane that Jeffrey had called the Lolita Express. Like if you that. don't know why that's weird, look up the book Lolita, yeah. and then don't read it. <laughs> yeah, I mean... uh, all of all of the great leaders have been on this plane. Uh, Bill Gates has been on this plane. Oh yeah, we know that. Yep. Uh, the Clintons, basically the whole foundation. Yeah. Uh, Bezos. Bezos has been on the plane. Uh, Trump. All yep. the smartest have been on this plane. Yep. So this is obviously they're going there to get their brains rejuvenated. Yeah, they're going to learn. Right. Exactly. They go to learn. It's That's the Adrenochrome, brother. They're getting the Adrenochrome. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Now, Andy or Andrew is also known uh, in the press as Air Miles Andy because it was discovered that his travel, hotels, and other expenses had cost the British people some six hundred thousand pounds. This did not include the two hundred forty-nine thousand pounds yearly allowance he got from his dear mummy. Oh, yes. Um, now, his ex-wife, Fergie, was not immune from her own big spending, despite being divorced for more than 10 years at this point. She was caught in 2010 by a, re- I think it was it was either a reporter or, yeah, it was a reporter posing as a businessman, approaching her with a business proposition. Oh. And she said she would give him access to Andrew at the cost of 500,000 pounds. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, now, this was exposed. Everyone got really upset. Um, and the palace made this big announcement that, you know, Andrew is going to work with Fergie to pay off her debts so that some, this embarrassing episode never happens again. <laughs> work with, like, they had, don't work. Like, <laughs> what do you, we're just going to, we're going to sit down and open it up an Excel sheet. Yeah. We're yeah. going to figure this out. And yeah. then when we get tired, we're going to go take a nap and have someone else figure it out. Yeah. While and we're sleeping. They did have someone else figure it out because who paid off her debt? Epstein? Yep. Nice. <laughs> oh, oh, my yep. boy. Yeah. yeah my was boy. Discovered, uh, a little bit later after this that Jeffrey Epstein had paid off most of Fergie's debts. Oh, wonder damn. why. Uh, he's obviously yeah. just being nice. Yeah. Tax write-offs, all that shit. <laughs> yeah, really nice. Yeah, he's a really nice guy. <laughs> he's just a real nice dude. One of the finest. Yeah. How old was Fergie at the time? Was she maybe if you flipped her numbers around, was she would she be underage? Uh Maybe, maybe she was fifty-one, which seemed to be like the eight. The Fifteen. Flip, if you flip it, that's the age that Jeffy and Andrew seem to love. Yeah, yeah, big fans. Yeah. Uh, now, fortunately for the royal family, uh, just after all this had come to light, some big news swept it from the front pages because the future king of Great Britain, Prince William, w- announced his engagement to Catherine Middleton. I got to get married to someone. Because this shit is getting crazy. Because my grandmummy is getting mad. Yeah. Yeah. No, the two had met when he was in uh, St. Andrew's College, and they would have a wedding in April of 2011. They were wed in Westminster Abbey. Hundreds of millions of people watching from all over. This would be the first royal wedding to be streamed on the internet. Oh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. When will we get a royal trial on the internet? Ooh. Hopefully soon. I'd like to see that. Yeah. <laughs> um wait so and she's also i'm assuming she's not a commoner right she's like also a noble. she is a commoner she is whoa yes her parents had both worked for the Brit- for british airways that's how they met and then they started like a some sort of like craft goods company on their own and made a decent amount of money so they're like upper class but like still working class backgrounds so glue sticks but she was a commoner oh so you can still be fucking the richest person in England, but be a commoner. Um, they weren't that rich. Really? Still. They don't just knight you at a certain point? You can buy... Uh, I don't know if you, you can still do it, but you used to be able to just buy a peerage, is what it was called. Oh. Yeah. But they they didn't. So, I don't think so. So did Queenie have a problem with the fact that he was with a filthy commoner? No, she loved it, because it uh, made the royal the monarchy seem less out of touch. <laughs> Good. Mm. Yeah. And, and Andrew was upping his touching. Yes, Andrew continued his touching. Um, (laughs) Shortly after the wedding, the queen took up one of her most significant state visits of her entire career. She visited the Republic of Ireland for the first time. She would be the first monarch to ever visit an independent Ireland. And her visit was very well received by both the people of Ireland, uh, the government at the time, and even former IRA leaders, uh, such as Martin McGuinness, who shook her hand, this was a guy who had once authorized multiple assassination attempts of the royal family. Yo, people change. They do. That's what I want yeah. them to understand about Epstein and Ghislaine is that they also changed <laughs> a yeah. lot. They went from preferring 18-year-olds to 12. Right, exactly. So, so yeah. I went to Dublin one time for a few days. I'm, I'm just guessing she maybe just went to the Guinness factory and then, you know, turned around. <laughs> she did go to the Guinness factory. That is true. Uh, but she went to Cork. She went to the West Coast. 
Um, the most well-received part of her visit was at the end when she was in Dublin Castle, and she began her speech by speaking in Irish, the language once outlawed by the British. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. Uh, even Jerry Adams, who is the leader of the Sinn Féin political party, and for those who don't know their Irish politics, the Sinn Féin is the political arm of the provisional IRA. Um, oh, Jerry okay. Adams definitely authorized multiple bombings and assassinations to be carried out during the Troubles. Right. But he said, I, uh, I, he praised her sincere expression of sympathy for the past Troubles between the two nations. So this was a, it was a good state visit. Both side, and if, look, if the people of Ireland say it was good enough for them, I think it was good enough for us. That works. Amen. Yeah. Sorry, uh, one, one, real quick. I'm getting like a weird feed. Like, am I still on your... Um... Like coming through a speaker or something? No. Uh, are you hearing us on the phone? Uh, you should be muted. Unless Can you hear that? Uh, check, was... check, check. Check. Yeah, maybe I, was, maybe I was coming out of the phone a little bit, even though you're <laughs> muted. I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. I, I, uh, your volume was there. A touch. Okay. I didn't even hear it though. Cool. Sorry. I'm just doing this for my edit. <laughs> I can see it. <laughs> I seen it. Uh, so now is 2011. This would prove to be a banner year for the Queen. Uh, oh, wait. Let me redo that. So 2011 was a banner year for the Queen. She had William's wedding, the trip to Ireland, a second state visit from the Obamas. And then to top it all off, the queen changed a few of the arcane rules surrounding the monarchy at the Commonwealth Summit in Perth. First up was a rule that every descendant of King George II would no longer be required to obtain permission from the monarch for marriage. Yeah, that must have gotten stupid after yeah, a while. Yeah, by this point, it included thousands of people, literally, just because King George II ruled in, I think, like 1720. Spreading, dude. Um, and most of the people who were his descendants and didn't even know that this was a law, so they were already married to people without ever asking Elizabeth <laughs> if they could get married. So she was kind of like, can we get rid of the rule at all, like in total so that we don't have to continue pretending this is, it is? This is when I would exercise something for the sake of, like, I would put them all in jail for a day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How fucking dare you? Yeah. How fucking One day you in jail. You start, you start a family? Yeah. Your, yeah. your kids are married? What the fuck is going on here? You're all going to jail. Yeah. I mean, fuck I think, I, I think, but that's also kind of lazy, though. That's like one of the only jobs she has to do. Come on. Yeah. Well, she still kept part of it. So now, instead of all of the descendants, the rule was amended that the first six in line to the throne have to get permission for marriage. So if you're first in line or if you're sixth in line, Anywhere in between, you have to get the permission of the mo monarch to marry whoever you want to marry. We should make a website that figures out where everyone on the face of the planet is <laughs> in, in line to the throne. Yeah. Because technically, right? Let's say... I don't know how long the line in goes. In line. 
Yeah. Let's figure out the law. Let's get an eight billion point line here. Let's figure it out. Let's get <laughs> let's these. Let's figure out who's last. Yeah. Last let's, in line. And let's get that person. Uh, <laughs> let's get them a, a job as a park ranger. It's the baby that was born them now. And blow and them up. The baby born now. And then the baby born now. Yeah. It just keeps going. <laughs> just keeps happening. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that could be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the second major law that was changed surrounding the monarchy at this summit was that uh, the law of primogeniture was changed so that no longer favored male descendants. So the law used to be it's the eldest child if there's no boys or if it's a, the eldest child is a boy. Right. So that's how Elizabeth became queen. If her parents in the time between when her dad became king or even any ever, if like she if her dad had had they had a baby brother. He would have been king instead of her. Gotcha. So now they changed it to whoever the firstborn child is, they are the first in line. That's pretty woke. This is a woke Britain right there. Yeah. Now we got a woke monarchy. Oh, cool. <laughs> woke <guys>. monarchy. <laughs> Dude, someone got uh, blue pilled. Oh, England. <laughs> uh, then these major shakeups to this ancient institution had a bittersweet tinge because it was decided at the Perth summit, as I said. And this would be the last time Queen Elizabeth would ever visit the most distant of her realms and probably her favorite, Australia. She really would put it in her favorite? I think of like if you're talking realms, not Commonwealth nations. Right. I'd say Australia was her favorite. Wow. Just as a guess. It was her first big visit in the 1950s. So now it's kind of like. Wait, what are the other realms again? Canada. Australia, well, New Zealand, the Virgin Islands, I think, are a realm. Yeah, that's owned by Richard Branson, I think. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm, uh, I'm just saying. Like Jersey. I'm just saying Guernsey. it's kind of a no-brainer, you know. <laughs> Australia seems cool. Oh, the Isle of Man? Every, everyone looks Those awesome Those might just there. be part of the uh, UK. Yeah, Everyone's smoking check. bogues that are like $160 a pop, and every girl's a slut there. What's not to love? <laughs> they got spiders and fucking jacked um, raccoons that punch you and eat your garbage. Ah, yeah. all right, here we go. Antigua and Barbuda, uh, the Bahamas, Belize, Grenada, Jamaica, uh, New Zealand, we mentioned Papua New Guinea, St. Kitts and Nevis, St. Lucia, St. Vincent and the Grenadines, the Solomon Islands, and Tuvalu. Hmm. Those are the realms, and the ones we mentioned in the beginning. So, interesting fact about Tuvalu. Apparently, uh, in the early 2000s, they had the uh, .com TV, .tv as their international thing, and their, most of their economy came from selling their .com to places that wanted .tv as their... <laughs> That's sick. Yeah. Good for them. This was 2002? Yeah, it was like 2005-ish or somewhere around there. <laughs> right, right. So, funny fact. It turns out around that same time as people discovered that Tuvalu was a place. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's when the queen found out that uh, she owned Tuvalu. I own this. Yeah. What do you guys do? What is your economy selling dot videos? What What are we doing? <laughs> yeah. It's like finding out you have a comic book worth like 60 bucks. It's like, <laughs> oh, that's kind of cool. Sweet. <laughs> All right. I got a question. Do you think the queen, if, if she had a personal email, would it be a hotmail? What do we think? What are we thinking here? She did have an email, um, but it was probably just set up to like whatever, like, like royal.uk. I know, yeah, but if she had, had to sign host. up, if she had to sign up for one, what do you think she'd have? 
Oh, well, she sent her first email in the 1970s. So to Al Gore's mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Congratulations to your son. He's very good at football and removing trash. <laughs> he set up a play date with uh with Andrew and Bill Gates on the certain island. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shooting down there. He's just like, hey, hey, uh, hey, Al, guess what? This is a English accent right now. You know they don't got a word for rape over in Saudi Arabia? <laughs> Uh, now, 2012 would be an even grander triumph for Elizabeth. As we mentioned, the Olympics are coming, and it is Elizabeth's diamond jubilee. 60 years on the throne. She made it. Damn. The celebrations would stretch all year, uh, but the highlight for many, including the Queen, was during the big weekend celebration in June or July. Forget which one. Um, they had a huge flotilla sail down the Thames River. Um, so crafts of all different sizes set out and sailed downstream through central London and out to the sea included all different boats representing all the different Commonwealth realms, a Maori war canoe, a floating belfry, which is like a sort of watchtower, um, ships that were used in the evacuation from Dunkirk, as well as private vessels, public ships of all sizes, sailing down, everyone waving at the Queen and Philip while they were sitting on their own little river boat. It's like a strange presentation of having your life flash before your <laughs> eyes, but real slow. In, in boat form. Stinky. Yeah. It's just like this river kind of smells. Yeah. Well, uh, I was going to say, I think the high, uh, there, I'm surprised their highlight wasn't that corny intro to the Olympics where... They had someone dress up. Not there up. yet. What? Not there yet. Oh no! <laughs> oh my God! Shut up, Travis. Spoilers. Sorry. God. Sorry. The jubilee comes first. The event was a huge success. Uh, the boat, the boat armada stretched seven miles, um, t- but it was driving rain with bitter wind. Twenty plus people had to go to the hospital for hypothermia. Worth it. I love the fucking queen. <laughs> This included <laughs> Prince Philip, who the next day had to go to the hospital for a bladder f- infection. This was because... He already had that bladder infection. Well, no, this is oh, because yeah. he's, what, 88 years old at the time or something like that? And he refused to go to the bathroom during the entire four-hour procession. And so it was like, all right, now you have a bladder infection because yeah. you know you're he, an old man. He's got nothing else to do. Yeah. You know, these... They, they, that's it. As I mentioned before, you know, doing a little work, gonna figure it out together. It's like eighty-eight years. You may have worked eighty-eight hours in your whole life yeah. on yeah. something. You could hold in your piss for four hours. <laughs> so I do get it, and we know that it wasn't any old piss because we know he jerked off somewhere, and the cum just dribbles out and it just dries up. It doesn't no, come out of his cock all the way. Get hard at this yeah, point, yeah. <laughs> dude. I don't think you need to get hard to come. I think you just need to work really, really long. I absolutely agree, but I, I think is something different. I think he stored his urine in the bags underneath his eyes. <laughs> These are new camel yeah, pouches of so urine. He looks confused. That's not confused. His bladder's full. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, so un- unfortunately, Elizabeth was alone for the rest of the weekend celebrations. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he wanted that. Yeah, this included a concert held at Buckingham Palace, which was about a couple miles from where Philip was in the hospital, and the crowd started chanting his name t- in the hopes that he- they'd hear him. Oh, 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 oh. 
Who who played? Was it you uh, two and Paul McCartney? I don't have the list of this one, Probably, um, but it it also mentions how like the Queen would wait until all the pop music was done and then show up for like the classical music, oh. and then for like the three pop music songs she had to listen to, she had earplugs in the whole time. I don't blame her. Yeah. No, good for her. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, I think Will I Am played at these. <laughs> I remember reading that he was at one of these concerts. Wait, I don't know if it was this one wait, or another one. Wait, did she one. get confused? Why is Fergie going on stage? <laughs> I got a feeling. That's not Fergie. <laughs> you get Prince Philip Fergie from has the red hair. Going, <laughs> now, after all the main Diamond Jubilee celebrations, the Olympics come to town. These would be the third that uh, to be hosted in London, which would be the first city to ever hold three modern games. And Elizabeth opened the ceremonies by talking about how her grandfather had presided over the 1908 games, her father over the 1948 games, and now it was her turn in 2012. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Do we not have enough cities? <laughs> No. <laughs> I, I didn't think there was a shortage of No one of wants cities. to host the Olympics at this point, though. No. Well, here's the thing. It's like, we all know the Olympics. The kids who want to run the Olympics are the same kids who did, like, local government. Yeah. yeah. Like, and, the, and when they were younger, were involved in, uh, you know, the bake sale. Yeah. It's just like a bake sale, but a, a disease of a, uh, on the economy. We right. all know that. Everyone right. knows that. So, that we, understanding that, we all know that that doesn't stop it. So, like, what happened to those many cities in, let's say, Texas or Mexico or uh, Colombia? Why are they not hosting these events? I don't know. They didn't pay enough money, I guess. I mean, oh, it's oh, it's, <laughs> you have to raise funds. I'm surprised the Queen wasn't like uh, the Olympics peaked in 1936. That was the <laughs> those, best one. Those are my favorite. Um. <laughs> Oh, Travis, you had mentioned it. So the opening ceremony included a short film directed by Danny Boyle, uh, who wanted the focus to be on Britishness and what's more British than James Bond and the Queen. So he had this idea where they were going to shoot James Bond, uh, Daniel Craig, walking around Buckingham Palace. Um, and then they'd show like the back of a figure who would be the Queen. But they're like, well, the Queen's never going to do this. Um, so then Daniel Craig would be there and he'd jump out of a helicopter and yeah, everyone would cheer. However, when kiss they, the queen. Yeah. <laughs> when they asked if the, they could use the Buckingham Palace for filming, um, not only did they say yes, the queen said, well, I'm going to be in the film, right? And he's like, well, of course, if you want to be. And so she was in the film. Uh, it starts with uh, Craig walking into the actual, uh, her actual office being escorted by her actual secretary. And then the corgis all attack him. The last uh, man in this him, office, like he asked for his a feet. massage. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good guy. Yeah. He was a good guy. <laughs> yeah. Good bloke. You don't smell as much as the other man. <laughs> and you don't want to kill yourself so much in front of me. <laughs> um, and then uh, it shows like the two of them getting into a helicopter and then an actual helicopter was flying over the stadium and two people jumped out of the helicopter dressed like James Bond and the queen in the video. Nice. And they parachute into the stadium and then go behind a curtain. And then the actual queen and Daniel Craig came out from behind the curtain. And I was like, Oh shit. The queen just parachuted from a helicopter. Wow. That's you know, sick. how do you go from 
train spotting to this shit. So it's a long journey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Apparently, Hollywood travels downhill. Uh, they should have. Yeah, they should have recreated 127 hours with James Franco. Yeah, that that was also a Danny Boyle film. I, I, wow, I'm gonna um, say they not good. They should have. Uh, they should have recreated the baby scene from Train Spotting, but with the Queen. <laughs> <laughs> What's more British than that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mama needs some tea and crumpets. I'm coming off my heroines. Uh, uh, I see the fucking queen. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's fine. He's just got the shakes. But, but you and McGregor gonna... in that scene is, is Obi-Wan, of course. Mm. As Obi-Wan, yeah. It's going to be like a genre-twisting kind of film. You understand, Queen? You understand what's going on here? You get what's going on, Queen? We got Danny Boyle in here. We got Jeffrey Epstein as a casting director, okay? <laughs> we got 30, 15-year-old girls, and we don't know where they come from. They're just going to be extras, okay? They're massage therapists. Yeah. They're training to become massage therapists. That's how Hollywood's they made. They go to a massage therapist high school. Um, bring, bring, bring. Oh, oh, hi, Andrew. You want to be in the film, too? Yes, they don't have a word for rape in Saudi Arabia. Don't say that on film again. Andrew, stop hanging out with Jimmy Civil. Yeah. Now, the... Um, the Queen had tasked Prince Harry to be the royal family member to assist in the closing ceremonies. Um, the main reason for this was, even though no one else knew it at the time, Harry was about to be deployed for his second tour of duty in Afghanistan. This time, he'd be on the front lines flying an Apache attack helicopter. Yeah, front lines. No, he actually yeah, was. He, was. he was. flew combat missions. No, I know. I'm just saying. Like, well, we couldn't find anyone else. Right, I, yeah. <laughs> I remember hearing some inter like, some interview or something from, like, some troops or whatever that served with him and they're like it was a pain in the ass because obviously that guy is the biggest target <laughs> like you yeah. know what i mean like we were yeah. well, that was that was like the first tour was when he was like embedded as a rifleman yeah that they had and then he had they had to actually pull him out because like a press it, it, there was like a press secrecy to not mention it and then a different press junket like heard about it, and so they had to get him out of Afghanistan before like his unit became a target. Just don't do it because but, you're gonna yeah. end up. You're gonna cost the taxpayers so much more money. Yeah, but then the the second time because he was a combat pilot, he could um he was based in an air base, so it wasn't so many like you know it's they didn't have to worry about security. That Worst much. case scenario, they have to pay for the funeral. Yeah, that's it. That's just it. boom in the sky. Yeah. yeah. His red ashes. Um, right. <laughs> Unfortunately, before Harry could get to Afghanistan, he caused a bit of a stir when some photos emerged online of him playing pool with a female companion in Vegas. Now, that's not an issue, except both of them were naked. It's also not an issue, but what? it became a press game. Was this Why would you play pool naked? They were playing strip pool, apparently. Was this also okay. before well, then... or after they found the pictures of him dressed up as an SS officer? After. After, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that had, that had already happened. Okay. <laughs> but this is grandson territory. He was, yeah, he was dressing like his grandpa. Yeah, grandpa. <laughs> Uh, so this two-year stretch from 2011 to 2012 with all these great things happening, you know, aside from the... Well, the swastika was before that. <laughs> the swastika was funny at the time. <laughs> it was funny yeah. at the time. Okay. It, was, it was an ironic swastika. Yeah. This is when you could go on um, 4chan and you weren't a terrorist. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It culminated with the announcement from Kate, uh, Princess Kate, 
for that matter, that she was pregnant with the future heir to the throne. Shit. Prince George would be born in July of 2013. Uh, but once again, the queen is facing a mo- uh, momentous shift in the monarchy where she was not able to influence it. Uh, this was unlike the Australia vote in 1999. This one is much closer to home. It's the Scottish independence vote in, ni- in 2014. Now, the Scottish Nationalist Party had a majority in the Scottish Parliament. Polls were showing really tight, and one poll right beforehand showed that it looked like the independence movement would win. Now, this would mean the breakup of the United Kingdom. We'd, they'd no longer be the UK anymore. Yeah. Well, they, they kind of would. They just wouldn't have Scotland. Yeah, it'd be the United Kingdom of England and Ireland. And Wales. Right. Nope, that's not in the name. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Wales Wales is not in the name. Wales None doesn't get flag. a representation yeah. on the flag. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe if they learned English. <laughs> they're, just, they're just England's little bitch. That's all they are. Yeah, that's true. Oops. So this was... Oh, you continue. Uh, yeah, I got thoughts on this. Uh, well, I'll, I'll wrap it up with this. Uh, it came to naught once again. It was another 55-45 vote for Scotland to remain part of the United Kingdom, but it was a near-run thing, and it's possible that if it was anyone other than Elizabeth as monarch, things could have gone the either, other way. And that's also true of the Australia vote. It's like, if there wasn't this literal 60-year totem of, why, of like representation of the crown, probably goes the other way and they leave. So, so all right. I like like Australia. I get it. You're removed. You're not attached to them. But Scotland's been whining, just like literally just whining about independence for centuries. And they had a vote. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, nah, I think we're going to stay, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's the loudest. It really is the loudest that whine the most. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I think they're all hard up in Glasgow and shit. You guys are bitches. You know, you you didn't yeah. even have to fight at all to leave your you know oppressors. <laughs> yeah, you know, I just won't fuck with the Scottish because they do things with like razor blades and shit like that. They're scary. <laughs> they drink urn brew. They're scary up close. That's true. They, have you ever had an urn brew? I wouldn't dare. It's no? it's iron no. soda. <laughs> it's iron orange yeah. soda. It's terrible. And it tastes like the byproduct of smelting iron. Yeah, it's kind of like blood, that's... fizzy blood. Yeah. <laughs> that's it sounds like it. Jew poison, yeah. so I'm staying away yeah. from it. So drink some of that while eating some haggis. I love haggis, though. Haggis is delicious. You're a haggis guy? Oh, so oh yeah, it is good. Okay. It tastes like corned beef hash. I like that. It's just so... salty minced meat. I like mince. Yeah. Um, so the queen was very happy with this result. Um, however, she was beginning to slow down in her tr- travels and state visits. She was still doing hundreds of them every year. Um, but the overseas travel really cut down around this time. Um, she tasked the younger generations with picking up the slack. So now she's sending William and Kate to New Zealand to go do some, you know, show the royal crown. Now it's Charles's turn. Now it's Harry. You know, Edward, go do this. Anne, go do that. Andrew, do this. Um, she's more just kind of chilling at home it's so i'm sorry i'm just so mad because it, none <laughs> of it actually needs to happen because it's like just gotta pick up my royal duties yep. it's like no one needs to do this <laughs> no one needs to do this at anyone's expense ever don't tell that to the british I, people i have i have a question for you over the course of your research did you ever come across um her thoughts on the gypsies in england no because i'm assuming that she didn't like them <laughs> 
but you're like probably not. But I didn't know if there was she like did. maybe some like let's exterminate them. Just like <laughs> I know, I know she liked the Jews because um, she caused a bit of a controversy when she hired a moil to do Prince Charles's circumcision. What? <laughs> Why did she hire a moil? Why is she her son getting a circumcision? I don't think British people do that. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, that is weird. But th- that she did. Usually that's just a hospital procedure. You no, don't need a moil. She had a moil. The moil's there to suck it. The moil's there to make the make the blood, you know, go on the mouth. Well, Charles got a little... Oh, yeah. Well, yep. So you're saying Charles got his dick sucked. Yep. Oh, yeah. Cool. Right off we the know bat. we have one confirmed dick sucking for <laughs> Charles. Because I doubt Diana did it for him. Camilla probably did. Uh, that's why he loves her yeah, so much. Throat that's coat. true. The British throat <laughs> Diana's coat. mouth was too small. Yeah. <laughs> You think Charles had a hog? <laughs> I think it was like a disc. <laughs> like a fucking, like a, like a half pack of those, uh, ri- what is it, Rivita chips or whatever? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Digestive. Like a fucking nearly square. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, that's good. It's only like three inches long. And it's terrible. It barely works. Yeah. But, um... Please pet my discus. Pet my discus. <laughs> <laughs> you could balance stuff on it. <laughs> So, in 2015, she hit a major milestone. She surpassed Queen Victoria's record for the longest reign of an English monarch ever. Um, And also in that year, she completed what would be her final state visit, this time to Germany, at 89 years old. Indeed, it would be one of her last overseas trips ever, because she had decided uh, long before this that uh, once she turned 90, she would not leave Britain. That was the end of her traveling days. What a sacrifice. Yeah. So she did have one last visit, and this was to a place that was extremely special to her and Philip. It would be the island of Malta. Uh, This was their former home, and it was also hosting the Commonwealth Summit that year. And so it was decided this would be her final trip abroad. Right. That was, and they had a good time. That, that was the place where she was like, that was the only time I felt like a commoner, right? Wasn't that? Yeah, because she had to handle money yeah, and get out of the store. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, and it was, uh, it was when she was still a princess before she was queen, so this was a nice like ceremonial tying of um, t- ending the circle. Basically. Philip, Philip, do you remember when we had to go to that place called the grocery store? I'm trying to think, what is it? <laughs> Um, this is also where Oliver Reed died. Oh, so she's so, probably so, deep in mourning over that. Yeah, of course. So she probably went there, went to that bar where he died. Yeah. Well, no, he's too much. Oh, where he died, uh, not when he died. Yeah. This is where. Like, yeah, it, where he, he died, died in 1999. Right. Nine. Right. And uh, yeah, she was probably so sad. Yeah, she, yeah, she like, probably went and visited English the bar. Actor ever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. She probably got drunk. Uh, not long after she gets back. Uh, she celebrates her 90th birthday, but that's quickly overshadowed by something you guys might have heard of that took place in 2016, Brexit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was cool. I'm, we're just going to kind of leave it at that. We don't need to talk about Brexit. Yeah, the royal family that. had avoided mentioning the vote, um, but after Brexit was confirmed, they basically all... She, like, sent out the whole family to, like, go talk to other people in Europe to, like, try and soothe things over. I have heard British people talk about Brexit, some with in favor, some not in favor, yeah. and before and after. And the only thing I gathered from it is that you guys have weird accents, and <laughs> I barely understand you. And I don't I know. Don't, I don't know your needs. I, I understand don't know that what the lots of you EU don't, is. <laughs> lots of you don't like Polish people. Yeah. That's really why we're doing I, this, right? You have too many Polish nurses, yeah. correct? 
right. any Polish nurses and waiters. To which I say, I don't have an opinion on Polish people. So, <laughs> to each their own. Yeah, and they just want an excuse to use their passport when they go on holiday to Spain. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, also in 2016, uh, an even more devastating thing happened for the crown. Or, well, yeah, the crown. The crown comes out in 2016. Oh. So bad for the lowercase of the crown. Because the uppercase, the crown, appeared. Gotcha. Uh, the creator of the crown has said before, uh, this is a direct quote from him, it's about truth rather than accuracy. Which kind of gives away that most of it's just made up bullshit. Uh, yeah, especially since the word truth has changed so much in recent years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, was like, that was like the quote that I saw that I mentioned where the Princess Diana actress was like, I knew she was queer. Because I played her on yeah, the film. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I, now I know what it's like to be here. Yeah. Uh, now Definitely we've talked clear. a little about uh, some of the crowns inaccuracies. Um, you know, like when she visited the the coal disaster that killed all those kids and the crown made it seem like she didn't give a shit, but really she was a new mom. She definitely did give a shit. Yeah. Um, there's a bunch of others. One that I wanted to highlight is that... Um, they made it seem like, I think we mentioned this at the time, that the Crown made it seem like Elizabeth had leaked to the press how much she hated Thatcher. Mm. And then it was discovered that it was actually Michael Shea, her press secretary, who had leaked it. Now, the Crown made it seem like Elizabeth had instructed uh, her private secretary, Martin Sherteris, uh, to tell the press that how much she hated Margaret. However, Martin Sherteris had retired 10 years before th this incident even occurred. Um, and the actual private secretary at the time was the guy who told this story to the author of the biography I read. And it was like, yeah, it was kind of weird seeing not me being the one dealing with it when I was the one who dealt with all the fallout from yeah, this. Yeah, right. And Martin was gone for 10 years. <laughs> huh. Interesting. Yeah. They also, at one point, um, like showed a distant relative at a family event after the, even though that guy had been dead for 10 years. Mm -hmm. So yeah, The Crown, if you're watching The Crown, enjoy it. It's not at all true. But it's but you're saying the guy's been dead for ten years. Ghosts, ghosts are truth. Ghosts yeah. are true. Ghosts are Go true. I it's think the third season when they uh, <laughs> when she kills that guy, that's like that's like the craziest part. She like gets him and brings him in the Buckingham Palace basement and tortures him, and then that was like yeah. crazy twist in the Crown third yeah. season. And then, real, real wild twist. I like the one. Yeah, she sends out Jesse to go get the uh, the the tubs. Yeah, and then from yeah, uh, Phillips yeah, making yeah. meth. <laughs> Well, there's you mentioned murder. There's one I again I haven't seen the crown. Apparently, they make it seem like um, Philip was flying a plane that crashed that killed his sister and like a, ne a niece or something, and that just never happened at all. So apparently, Philip once was asked a question about the show and he responded with, "Well, apparently, I'm a murderer of sorts." <laughs> Nice. You know, yeah. you know what I, and I don't know, I'm, I'm assuming this probably didn't happen in The Crown, but I feel like I've seen so many British shows where they continue past the first season and then they change, like, almost the entire cast. Well, they have to. Yeah, definitely in The Crown, because, you know, they're showing no, 70 No, 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 I know, but just, like, here, when it's supposed to be, like, can you know, continuous, and that would just be funny if it... Here's what yeah. happens. You see, BBC is obviously paying for all these yeah. things, right? What they do is that instead of paying them more money, 
as you would if a show is successful, you get new fresh blood. Yeah. In. Oh, and you phase out the cheap. other ones and you could phase the people out. And then a lot of these British actors also go on to do Hollywood because there isn't a great amount of money in that. That's what That's I true. And if they are young enough, they can their adrenochrome chrome could be harvested for the queen. Exactly. Right. It's right. too old. Uh, Olivia Coleman, your adrenaline is all yeah. fucked up. Get out of here. Go do some American. You're good. <laughs> uh, so speaking of Prince Philip, uh, just after the debut of The Crown on May 4th, 2017, he announced he would be retiring from public life. So this means no more official royal duties for him. He's like 94 years old or 95 years old. So I don't want to I don't want to jump the gun again, but is this around the time when we saw that beautiful picture of him in the back seat of a car? No, that was uh, recently. Yeah, that's okay. more recent, but he wasn't looking too differently uh, around this time. <laughs> he kind of looked like that for the last 5 years. I I think it would be one of the best things to do ever. For myself, maybe I will do this at some point when I'm when I am done and I feel like Philip and I don't want to do anything anymore. Just announce that I am dying, mm. but not not like soon. I'm not in a rush, just, but it's I, just like I'm dying. I'm dying. I'm not doing anything else. <laughs> the next big thing I'll be doing is <laughs> die. My death. Okay, See, I just want to. So it might might be tomorrow. Might be ten years from now. <laughs> But uh, that's the next time. Yeah, you'll I hear just want to. I want to use dead. his exact words and just say, "I'm retiring from public life." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then immediately start another podcast. <laughs> yep. Uh, however, in December of 2017, uh, there was an announcement that perked up the spirits of the royal house because the Prince Harry had announced his engagement to Meghan Markle. Oh, I'm sure. That's not gonna. Wait, we should do like a '90s. Ooh, (laughs) (laughs) nice. So they had their big wedding. Uh, I'm not gonna go into detail of it because you were all alive for it. Yeah, sure. Unless you're three years old, in which case, turn off the podcast. (laughs) That's very true. This is not for you. Things did not go great after the wedding, though. Philip, despite retiring from public life, was still driving himself around Balmoral Castle. And got into a car accident with uh, two women who had a baby in their car. Thankfully, the most serious injury was a sprained wrist, uh, but it was decided that the 97-year-old prince should surrender his license and stop driving around in a Range Rover. Oh, haberdash. Yeah. (laughs) No way would I do that. Well, he did. He had to give it up. Yeah. Uh, Brexit negotiations were not going well, also. Uh, Theresa May is in charge. And also, it seemed like Harry and Meghan instantly, from the moment they were married, got into a war with the British press. Uh, Everything kind of was presented as a Princess Kate versus Princess Meghan style. Um, There were issues before the wedding surrounding Meghan's dad. Their issues just kind of never went away. Again, I don't really give a shit. Go look it up if you want. This is yeah. gossip. There's this is enough gossip. podcasts who yeah. I also yeah. and it's so recent, so it's like I don't know. We all I, know. I it. thought it was funny yeah. that what her like main role was in what like Entourage or something like that. Some no suits. Dude. What, what was it? Suits. Suits. But also, yeah. she was a, the hit TN USA show. Suits. I didn't. I didn't realize that she was just like one of the prize girls in Deal or No Deal. <laughs> yeah. Wait, she, I had no idea she even acted or yeah, anything. She, she was an actress. I always see, 
I hate these people. So I look at her and just go, <laughs> she probably, she's done nothing. No, she's an American actress. Um, a huge issue with the press was the way they treated her as a biracial person. Uh, also, her half-sister fucking hated her and just kept airing all the dirty laundry from the family for some reason. What and mainly hate about is, her? Uh, she was not invited to the royal wedding. She's also 18 <laughs> years older than her. So it's like, they had no relationship. Cool. Yeah. Uh, in 2017, the Queen met none other than Donald Trump. Oh, nice. yeah, I remember nice. that. that people Good in London that. were very happy when he came there. Yeah. <laughs> How could you not be? Yeah. Here's a, here's a thinking man. Uh, now, more alarming for the family is that there is renewed interest in Randy Andy's ties to Jeffy Epstein. Oh. Um, he had been named in a lawsuit against Epstein in 2015 and then again in 2019. And the 2019 case was when Epstein had been arrested by the FBI and charged with sex trafficking of minors. Andrew was one of the named um, parties in it. He was not a defendant or anything like that, but he was a named party. Uh, and then Jeffrey decided to take his own life, as we all know. Definitely nothing else. Yeah, that's what happened. He took his own he did it by himself everyone remembers yes. when he did that I mean, to yes. himself when in line with a in line with a lot of other uh catholic members like he's a martyr you know they both have same activities Agreed. yeah yeah he acknowledged his sins and decided to remove himself from the world of those sins let me ask you something so you you mentioned this 2019 trial uh prince andy they just say he's a named person. Yes. Right. So with trials like this, how do you just become a named person? It's not like, well, I had this, uh, I had an Econoline <laughs> packed with 12-year-old girls, some of them Malaysians, and we were dyeing their hair blonde. And I said, you know what? My buddy Andrew lives right around the corner. Let me just stop over here. I think he owes me a few bucks. I like to say, you know, it's not about the money. I just want to say, hey, to girls, chill. you stay here. So there's a, an Econoline filled with underage women in Andy's driveway, correct? Is that basically yeah. what happened? It's a story. Uh, yeah. We stopped by. We said hello. We asked, you know what? We stayed a little longer than expected. <laughs> so we got us some Uber yeah. Eats. Okay? We ate, taco, we ate Del Taco. And then I offered to fly him to my island. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, different from them. They yeah, we coach. even snapped <laughs> a few pictures together. Yeah. Nothing yeah, wrong with that. boys. See, this is what leadership is made of. Yeah. <laughs> So as this was happening, uh, the press is, you know, going wild for it. Uh, Andrew, on his own initiative, decides, I will have an extensive interview uh, on the BBC's Newsnight program, and we will film it in Buckingham Palace, and I won't tell my mom. <laughs> the theme about it will be... Sweat. <laughs> I just imagine, I'm like, shh, don't make too much noise. She's upstairs sleeping. Shh. <laughs> Come on in now. It was, you could argue, it was the worst interview a human being has ever given in history. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. It was, he didn't, he didn't need to do it. He brought more attention to himself. It was supposed to be his way of clearing the air, and it, all it did was just bring a bigger, brighter spotlight onto the fact that Andrew is a pedophile. Fair, fair okay, so uh, you have like, what 60 percent of americans didn't even know who he was before this. right they're just going about their business and the next thing they know they see this just like look at that guy yeah look at that prince <laughs> over there. prince fucks kids yeah so <laughs> i i brought you here to to clear up 
and tell you I, I do not, in fact, fuck it. You see, they just stroke, stroke me off. Oh, you, I mean, uh, remove that, yes, please. Yes, um, all of you right now, come have a spot of tea on me, and you won't find a spot of sweat on me. Let me tell you yeah, why. My muscles, my so, muscles are so loose from these professional masseuses. <laughs> so I mentioned the 2015 case. Um, that was Virginia Roberts suing uh, Jeffrey Epstein, and Andrew was an, actually a defendant in that. It was a civil suit. He was named in that one as a defendant, I believe. Um, she had claimed that she had had uh, sex with Andrew when she was only 14, I think. So Andrew spent 45 minutes uh, in this interview denying that he even knew who Virginia Roberts was, let alone have sex with her when she was a prepubescent teen this despite the fact that there is a very famous photograph of andrew virginia roberts and Ghislaine maxwell all in a house at epstein's island it's photoshopped yeah this is where the adobe headquarters are so you will have the <laughs> finest renderings of uh sex crimes yeah now, from this island. <laughs> now in the uh in the um lawsuit i guess uh, Virginia Roberts had mentioned that she had met Andrew during a quote sweaty nightclub encounter. I don't know why she specified that, but you know, whatever. Andrew said, "No, this can't be true because I am physically incapable of sweating." <laughs> it's can't amazing. sweat, dog. He also said, "I was not there. I was at a Pizza Express." It's hungry man. He's a hungry boy. He's a growing boy. He also, this is all in a 45 minute interview. He mentioned that he did not regret his friendship with Epstein at all. Praised Epstein for being a seriously beneficial part of his trade work. This is again, despite the fact that Jeffrey Epstein was uh, already jailed for having sex with a minor and had again, killed himself all by himself. No other help. Uh, yeah. After when he was facing charges of sex trafficking minors, you must double down. You must double down. There's been a mistake. Yeah. Here, yeah. People. <laughs> now, when he was asked why he had met with Epstein after Epstein's initial arrest in 2008, Andrew claimed that he was quote too honorable to end a friendship remotely, so he had to do it in person. But then he decided oh, so not. So he's to not going to break up with him oh. over the phone, right? He's not. No text. Yeah, so, to break up with you, Epstein. <laughs> Can we pull up the picture of Andrew leaving this interview? Just uh, yeah. <laughs> I think I... <laughs> yeah. First one? Yep. That's the face of a man who definitely is like, that one. Dude, well. I think no no, re <laughs> no regrets. No regrets. Yeah. Well, Andrew did not have any regrets. He believed that the it had gone great. He was like, yeah, that should clear everything up. Look at this guy looks like a Muppet. Yeah, he's a fucking weird-looking dude. But I feel like he looks less strange than Charles. <laughs> oh, no one looks more strange than Charles. Yeah, like he looks more like a human. Like a, he looks like uh, he looks like a toad. He looks like he he's dressed up as a Mario Brothers toad live action, but he still looks less than weird than Charles. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I agree with that. And one thing I would want to add is that he looks like a pedophile. Yeah, he does. <laughs> That's funny, Tom, because he isn't. I saw the interview. <laughs> yeah, well, thank God someone explained it to me. Yeah, we all know. Um, so almost overnight, Andrew is immediately removed from all official duties like that. Just like, nope, you're out. Goodbye. <laughs> Just 
just trying to get my my word in, man. Yeah. Uh, this the bad news kind of continued. Unfortunately, in early 2020, we get we had Brexit already. Now we get what the British press termed Megxit. Harry and Meghan announced their intention to forego their royal family duties, um, but they tried to do this thing where they're like, "We're going to go to be semi royals," and the royal family is like, "No, no, no! You're either in or you're out." Yeah, you're either you're either in or, or you're Andrew. Go hang out. Go <laughs> hang out at Pizza Express with him. He's crying over a, yeah. a Hawaiian pizza right now. This guy's still. He's not in jail or anything, right? Nope. He's just Walking bopping around. around. Just probably no one knows what he looks like at this point. Mm. Yeah, it looks like Dom Vito now. <laughs> He's it. Um, and then uh, this little thing, in case no one's ever heard of it, the novel coronavirus nineteen. Don't know what that is. Erupted. Yeah, yeah, I forgot. So the queen, like everyone else, had to adjust to life on Zoom, giving her rare public addresses um, at the start of the pandemic. Well, hold on. You know somebody that old does not know how to use Zoom at all. She had a team oh, of people. She's 90. No yeah, fucking she way. she had a team of people. I imagine if the queen tried to set up a Zoom call. Hello? Hello? Dude, they, they just can't have... get in. What's my password? They just fucking deep faked her. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. They like they there's no way she actually did a Zoom call ever. They just like they, they brought in Jim's Jim Henson's sons <laughs> to make a little Muppet. A flesh Muppet. <laughs> With a flappy mouth and everything. And they're just like, That's my queen. I love this queen. I love these Zoom maidens. Yeah. I'll do anything she says. And she's <laughs> laughing like ah. <laughs> Everyone gather down, wear your masks and have a spot of tea at home. <laughs> Um, now a bunch of shit is going on at this time between Harry and Meghan and Oprah, I guess. Also, I don't care, dude. It's awesome. I don't know. Don't read Vanity Fair if you want to learn about that. Well, what I learned from that marriage is that's the first straight gay marriage ever. Because that was some gay (laughs) shit. Like I don't understand why anyone cares about that. Yeah. So that happened. Um, the Queen had more important worries than her grandson and. For the record, she and Harry maintained a grid relationship the whole time. Um, yeah. Sure, whatever. Did they ever? Did they ever Phil- go on Joe Rogan to talk about their problems? <laughs> no, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> They'll be there soon. See both of them getting yeah. real high. Uh, Queen's more important worry was that Philip, uh, the love of her life, his health was deteriorating. Uh, he had been in and out of the hospitals um, even before the pandemic, and with the pandemic, it was a little extra scary. And the prince. The Duke of Edinburgh passed away on April 9th, 2021. Uh, he had once replied in 1965 when a group of teenagers asked him what he planned to do when he was 80 years old with the, an amazing response. He said, quote, I haven't even contemplated the possibility of being alive at 80. <laughs> very true. All right. <laughs> Instead, he made it to 99, two months shy of a century. I don't think men should live past 100 no <laughs> no i think that that is the like i feel like it's fine yeah. Women can did... go over 100 that's cool i don't want to be around that long i want to see black men go around oh yeah because they're I, i've seen like these two videos two separate videos of these old uh like 90 or 100 year old war veterans one of them was driving like a like a bronco or an f-150 around He's good for like, him this is my favorite car i ain't gonna need that car <laughs> this thing run just how i like and he smokes four cigars a day I was like, yeah, that more yeah. of that. Leave the white guys will die. Yeah, you know, yeah. let's it's put fine. a cap on them. Yeah. 
Um, now 2022 is rolling around. Uh, this would be the queen's 70th year on the throne. It was her platinum jubilee. However, she was clearly showing her age. She had been using a cane since August 2021. Um, she had multiple trips to the hospital, including when she got COVID uh, earlier this year. She did accomplish one major goal in 2022. She forced Prince Andrew to give up all of his patronages, military ties, and he was no longer allowed to use the His Royal Highness sobriquet. So good for you, Queenie. You finally kicked your pedophile son sorted to the curb. Yeah, Not really, that, though. Well, it helps. Did, did she banish him to, like, Belize or something? No, probably Wales. <laughs> <laughs> English Belize. All right. Yeah. Um, no, but but, so but that she was, actually uh, did accomplish her uh, goal of becoming a hologram during the jubilee. Because well, they oh, had they had that, she? it was like a a picture. They had the royal carriage that she always used to go out in during the jubilees, but mm-hmm. they just had like a Tupac uh, version of her hologram, Tupac version of her, like in her twenties, doing like, oh, hi, hi, oh, hi. <laughs> you know, maybe next year. On like uh, on her birthday or something to celebrate, they should do like get they have they have the technologies to capture them as holograms, but give her like a Spider Man mocap, <laughs> like and have her swinging down. Well, do, do they do? Did they even think of what the next jubilee would be? Was it be like carbon fiber jubilee? I don't know what's higher right. than platinum. Sand, like, gold. They're like oh fifty years gold. She's not gonna make it to sixty. Oh sixty. All right, uh, diamonds. Start talking like don't have to worry about 70 though. <laughs> They're gonna start talking like Marvel properties. Yeah. This is a Wolverine here, but you know, like, this is the Infinity Stone yeah. Jubilee. Her 70th, she's probably sitting there. You know, for a fact that at one point she goes, This is getting <laughs> yeah, exactly. this, is, this is this is a bit silly, yeah. <laughs> uh, however, we don't have to worry about what the 75th or 80th Jubilee would be called because on September 8th. 2022 elizabeth passed away peacefully at balmoral estate with many of her family members by her side she was 96 years old her reign had lasted 70 years and 214 days this is second only to king louis the 14th of france in all of recorded history she had overseen 15 prime ministers of britain her first winston churchill had been born in 1874 her last was Liz Truss, <laughs> which is just an amazing. That's hilarious. Um, two, literally two days after she met Liz Truss, she kicked the can. Uh, Hi, I'm the prime minister. <laughs> Hi, I'm Dies. leaving. Yeah. I'm retired. Dies. I think I'm done. Yeah. And I think you're leaving so soon, like, too. The yeah. last real prime minister that she hung out was that goober Boris Johnson. <laughs> Boris Johnson, <laughs> yeah. So as I said, Churchill, born in 1874, Liz Truss, born in 1975. Pretty remarkable, 101 years between them. Uh, she had, met, she had uh, served through 14 U.S. presidents, going from Truman all the way up to Biden. She had met every single one of them, except, can you guess who? Mm, Kennedy. Lyndon Baines Johnson. Oh, well, he Dude. was busy. Yeah, he, he was, was busy an entertainer. Showing yeah, I was, his dick I was gonna to say, everyone I don't think the Royal Guard would have yeah. allowed him with that dangerous weapon near the Queen. <laughs> it would have been like the third penis <laughs> yeah. she would have ever seen in her life. <laughs> Listen, we uh, keep patting him down. and uh, we, we still think he's got a weapon. <laughs> we we, <laughs> we kind of know where it is, but every time we take it down, it looks... 
It's not going away. <laughs> hey, fellers, you want to see my sausage roll? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I. But if I was Lyndon, because he was fun. Yeah, he was a cool guy. He was a funny dude. He's like, I'm not going over there to sit for tea. He didn't meet Margaret. Well, she because who yeah, wouldn't want to meet probably party. in 1964? Yeah. yeah, they're probably doing blow off each other's tits. Yeah. She was all like, uh, "I just want to rain it all cup of field. I want to see if he's a true two hander." Harain <laughs> <laughs> had also seen seven popes. She had owned more than thirty corgis throughout her life. She also is credited with creating a new breed of dog called the Dorgi, which is a crossbreed of corgis and dachshunds. And apparently, it happened on accident between one of Margaret's dachshunds and one of uh, Elizabeth's corgis. Oh man, look at that! You, look at what you've been credited yeah, what, with. Yeah, look at all you've done. Wait, so you're yeah. telling me that you tell me that Margaret just had a whole bunch of dachshunds? Like, <laughs> yep, really. <laughs> That remind me of cocks, which I like in my mouth and ass. (laughs) Elizabeth had traveled an estimated 1 million miles in her life. She'd carried out 21,000 official engagements. She had hosted 113 different heads of state at Buckingham Palace. And when she passed away, 90% of the world's population had never known another British monarch. She is survived by her four children, eight grandchildren, and 12 great grandchildren and turned the reins over to king charles the third now hmm. now was there was there wasn't there talks of charles her like being like not nah, charles you're not gonna get it we're just gonna give it to william yeah there was always like the rumor that she wanted to just kind of skip over charles or like secretly hope that charles would die before yeah. she did you, um, you said you instead we get yeah, king we, chuck we, you said you wanted to be a tampon i still can't get over that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we're probably never going to see a queen of England in our lifetime again. Eh. I'm okay with it. Yeah. I don't really care. I, I don't know if you people have caught, but after four episodes, I don't really care for these people. Yeah, I think I before all this research, I hated the monarchy and didn't really care much for Elizabeth. And then after all this research, I think I hate the monarchy more but I have res- more respect for her than I did before. Okay, I can see that curve you got out of here. Yeah, like I hate the the monarchy is even worse than I thought it was. But she, is I think the both. I have a lot of respect for her. I, I like Walmart in comparison. Uh, I think to the I think you guys are both <laughs> filthy he- heathens. I'm gonna go dip my ball sack in tea and cry towards the Atlantic. That's not <laughs> what a Boston Tea Party is. <laughs> yeah, it's for me. I'm returning the tea back to the boat. Ah, why do English people love electric kettles? Dude, electric so much? kettles are the best. That is the best thing I got. I, I like electric kettles. They are good. Uh, I do. I like them as well. I'm asking why they adopted them so quickly uh, compared to us. Also, because they seem to be totally ass backwards and really slow to pick up everything else. That's a good point. Well, it's because yeah, they love they're, tea. They're up on if their it, tea. If tech. it's tea technology. They'll be on the cutting edge. So you say that you're telling me that if tea was like deliverable through the internet, that they would have decent internet. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. If tea, if we found out a way to grow tea leaves on the moon, Britain would have the most successful space program in the world. Interesting. I, I yeah. just saw, this is a complete tangent before we close out, before we stop talking about England for a little bit. Um, I saw that England had developed a space suit before NASA, 
and it's like on display at like the London Space Museum, and it literally looks like a suit of armor. Like it's so cool. Like, oh, I was gonna say, does it have it a ha- top hat and a, a no? Monocle? It has like a great helm and like a cape that you could put across you <laughs> to stop like solar radiation. It's so cool. <laughs> That's so yeah. fucking British. <laughs> well, they'll need a cape out there. Yeah. Well, of course they need a cape. Anyone who goes into space yeah, you need a space cape. A beautiful space cape. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to look great. Sweet. Well, uh, listen, if you folks at home are listening to this and you're going, oh, Travis is right. I love the queen. I get so hard when I look at these fucking bloated people. Oh, God, I might be a pedophile too. I don't know. Maybe they have something. <laughs> Let us know. Yeah. Hit us up. Yeah. Um, I want to close. We probably won't yeah. respond. You should just thank you for bringing this in, Connor, and doing this. Like this is breaking news on Rip Sportum Cast. Breaking, breaking yeah. history. Um, and yeah, if you like the show, you can go to patreoncom Cast. Follow us on our socials. And uh, I really just wanted to end this whole series with God save our gracious cream. I like Boo. to eat the cheese. Yeah, you suck. God save my baloney. <laughs> All right, I'm I'm done. <laughs> Good, night. Good night, everyone. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>